How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Winners Club Podcast. Now, in today's new freestyle, we are going to be discussing topics involving child development. Now, if you are new here, make sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell notifications, as that is the best way to stay up to date on the Winners Club content. And also, you can find the audio version of this podcast. The link will be down below in the description as well. Follow our socials. The link will be also down below in the description as well. Make sure to check those out. And we hope you all have a lovely day and a great week. Now, let's get into today's freestyle. We live. I'm going to start by just asking you guys a pretty vague, pretty broad question. And it's just, when do you guys feel like you achieved um, self-understanding? Kind of, I'll, I'll specify, kind of when you really started to understand who you are and embrace your identity. I would definitely say this past summer going in honestly going in the sophomore year of college so like that August, actually the like entire summer kind of like towards the end actually and then like ever since i came to school to be honest because anytime before that it was just like this was well this is before i started you know changing my habits i was doing the same stuff every day i was just it was just a continuous cycle of just the same thing so i didn't really understand a lot of stuff about myself until like obviously you know we started doing this podcast and we actually started doing research and doing a lot of self-reflecting and that's kind of when i started to realize a lot more things about myself especially when i started reading i think when i started reading that's really when i picked up a lot of self-realizations about myself especially when i read that book that um gibby recommended to me the way the superior man by david detta great book uh which taught me a lot about myself but even just like doing little research things at the beginning of the year just about the subconscious mind and just mental health in general i think like i said i learned way 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 too much information not too much information you can never learn too much information but um i think that's probably when i say i developed that i mean i would say for me probably i would say going into yeah probably going into my sophomore year of college you know that september range sort of you know i was going you know going through it but i was still like like you said miles switching on my habits like learning more about myself and i think honestly the most i've learned about myself is through journaling i know i'd like i'm an advocate for it a lot but i really do think it's the best option to really get in deep with your thoughts and be honest with yourself and you also have like a sense of clarity when you do your journaling as well I mean, I do it the night before, which that is sort of when I'm sort of winding down and you're getting into your subconscious mind because that is pretty much, it's the most important part of the, you know, part of your mind. It's the biggest factor. You're making subconscious decisions when you don't even know it. You know, you breathe with your subconscious mind pretty much. And that to me was sort of the, the, the sunlight after like a rainstorm was you know that september to december range where i really was was suffering going through it but i found a sense of clarity in myself and i think through growth and progressing through it that's when i really um became more self-aware of myself and my thoughts i definitely agree with the the part you said journaling say that i found i finally had a good understanding of who i was the summer after freshman year of college and then heading into sophomore year of college, like you guys both said. Um, I started stepping into adulthood, and as I started stepping into adulthood, um, I started 
when I started really like discovering who I was when things were getting uncomfortable um, and how I handled those situations. So like I want to bring up journaling. Journaling significantly helped me because it was um, a way of me kind of debriefing my, my thoughts and really tapping into my emotion. Um, I've never really done that, but I became very, um, I feel emotionally intelligent. Um, learned learned a lot about myself to a way um, deeper degree. Um, but this is, I feel like for all of us, we all draw parallels with one another of how we've all kind of developed heading into sophomore year of college, heading into our 20s, exiting our teens, or now stepping into um, the, the older years of adolescence, young adulthood. And this is, I think, the best way of discovering ourselves is when we're making a, a massive transition in life. But there's a bunch of people out there who don't even know, but they do know themselves. They, they have known themselves for long periods of time throughout their life. They've just never really been conscious of it. For me, now that I really have a good understanding of who I am, I can reflect and understand, okay, I had a lot of these traits back then that now make me me, you know what I mean? So I was always mostly me. It's an identity crisis when we're young, when we're in middle childhood, we all go through this identity crisis, you know what I mean? When people are... Um, going through like weird phases of clothing of um, the, the way you express yourself they're, they're funky ways it's like a trial and error kind of thing um, that we've talked about in other episodes but in middle like middle childhood um, you actually are drawing like a lot of parallels of who you who you were and who you are going to become in the future um, I want to talk a little bit though more in, more so in infancy so when we're young, young kids, the way that we react to the world immediately sets us up for kind of how we're going to engage later in life. So when you guys were kids, what are some things that you did or what are some situations that, you know, you had to handle and how did you handle them? In terms because of that, what, though? Like, that's like, a pretty broad question. All right. When you became um, more social, when you started... Uh, you know, putting yourself out there to start making friends for the first time in your life. Because when we started off as kids, we're very egocentric. Uh, it's for everybody. You know what I mean? I was very egocentric as a child. Mm -hmm. But when I remember, like, what life was like, I can barely remember it, but I can, of uh, mm -hmm. what life was like when I started becoming more social, how I how I even made my first friends and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like, how, how did you guys go about that? Because it foreshadows, you know? Right, you want to go first for this one? You under yeah, I know, this is like kind of like a weird. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a lot to think about because you know because I moved to Agawam when I was in first grade, so like it was definitely different, you know, going into a new environment, um, you know, especially being a kid of color in a predominantly you know white town. It was it was I'm not saying that it was necessarily difficult making friends, but I definitely saw myself as kind of being different than other people, you know what I mean? Now, eventually, of course, down the road, I started making tons of friends, you know, you guys and all these other people, but it was still a, it was difficult at first, you know, especially, I think the biggest thing, too, is, I know I mention this all the time, is my hearing loss. Coping with my hearing loss and also trying to, I guess, you know, you morph into this 
new environment, it's like I'm adjusting two different things. And they're not easy things to do, you know what I mean? Because me being young, like, this is still new to me. Because at the time, when I was younger, let's see, I started losing my hearing, I think, when I was, like, maybe, like, three or four. So, like, not much really long after that, I'm still trying to get used to this this hearing thing, you know, only hearing on one side of my head. And, you know, meeting new people, you know, I still do it to this day sometimes, you know, when I when it comes to meeting new people and it's hard to hear them and I have to say, huh, a bunch of times. And it's just, like, awkward and stuff. But I had to, you know, go through stuff like that probably to try to make new friends. But, you know, it was um, it was difficult, but in the long run, it definitely played out well. How about you, Brett? I, I think for me, my first ever sort of encounter was with my neighbor. I was really, I was real super shy as a kid, like shyer than I was probably in eighth grade, ninth grade. Super, super shy. But I was more so open if they like engage in conversation first. So obviously, my first pretty much friend was my neighbor, and then after that, it was more so just like on the bus, like certain bus stops. You know, talking to the people on the bus, like um, you know, Dan was super close. We're still super close, but you know, he was pretty much like my second friend. Was people around my neighborhood, and then we would you know do activities and stuff. But yeah, yeah. So now that we just had like a random question like that, can we even say though that we really understand who we are as people because? You guys kind of like hesitated, especially Miles, hesitated answering that question, hesitated really even remembering how you went about. So we're always discovering and, and trying to bring, uh, grasp a better understanding of who we are. But those those encounters that we just talk about and discuss, um, those serve as kind of like the foundation for how we go about um, building quality uh, friendships, companionships, relationships, attachments. So that's the big thing is what I want to talk about was when you um, kind of got your first taste of life at a young age, typically in um, early the earliest stage of middle childhood, we start to develop psychological traits like smartness, kindness, aggressiveness, things like that, that we didn't have before. Because, I mean, when we were younger, obviously, we were kind of the stereotypical dumb baby, still trying to figure out how the world works, still trying to figure out... You know who we see in the mirror is that even is that even us you know I, i'm learning about it in school right now it's called the red dot test and, and what it is is um there's uh, these kids yeah, they're 24 months old so two years old um their mental age not their chronological age which is a whole nother thing um they are placed in front of a mirror and they are put they are like face painted with like green on one cheek and then they're, they're put in the mirror for the first time. They have no idea, you know, if that person across from them is themselves or if that is, like, a playmate. If they touch their face and then touch the mirror, that's their way of distinguishing yada, yada, yada. Um, so we're, we're very young at that point. We're only, we're only egocentric. We can't, we can't think outside of just ourselves. It's just kind of the me look. So I asked you guys that question because that was kind of like the first point in your lives that you didn't even know where you started developing more psychological traits, traits of sociability. So now the way that you set up that foundation as a young child still lingers with how you meet people now. You know what I mean? For me, I was a social butterfly when I was younger, and that can be a good and a bad thing. Um, 
I stayed that way for a long time. I, I've thus changed a little bit, but um, I, I recognize that, you know what I mean? The, through more um, internalized practicing, journaling, I was able to really understand that, oh, wow, I don't know myself as well as I thought I did because I was very social when I was younger and realized a lot from that. You know what I mean? It had implications. Um, so now, obviously, we're, we're adolescents. We're elder adolescents. We're in, about to be in our 20s. So we're much more psychologically developed. We have um, abstract thinking abilities now. It's not very concrete. And now it's kind of like we're getting clarity on where we were as um, kids, teenagers, young adults now. You know what I mean? So now I feel like is the most appropriate time to say that you understand yourself. Like you, like we all said, we all you know are entering our twenties for sophomores in college, wrapping up. We got a good idea of who we are, you know. Um. So I also wanted to ask another question, though. Um, when you guys were younger, what were some of the things that you enjoyed, and do they translate to who you are now? Because I have an argument. I have an argument real quick. I feel like everything that you first label as an enjoyment can be false. It can just be an environmental thing. So people, you know, say they love soccer when they were younger or something like that, for an example. So, I mean, you're going to love it when you're older. Like, is it, like you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Are there parallels to mm -hmm. drawn with that? So go ahead, Miles. I didn't mean to cut you off. Very good. Um, sports, definitely. I mean, I still play sports to this day. So that's kind of something I've always picked up and ran with. But another big thing, too, is being an advocate for other people. I've always wanted to help people ever since I was a kid. And I think that's translated a lot. I mean, hey, that's what we're doing on this podcast. So I definitely think that's one thing that stuck with my personality deep down inside. You know, and I'm not going to lie. There was a period of time where I kind of forgot about that. Like, throughout high school where it's like I forgot I had that trait. Like, it's always been there, but I never really brought it out because I was kind of just like, I don't know, I was being me. I was being somebody that I wasn't. You know what I mean? Um, some other things that I found interesting as a child. I mean, there's, like, little things, too. Like like you said, give you environmental things like video games. I mean, I still play video games, but it's not like, you know, my job or anything. But, like, there's other stuff that I have been socially influenced by. But I'd say sports and helping people were probably the two biggest things I'd say. I respect that a lot. I like that. Yeah, no, nah, for me, definitely um, video games. I mean, I was always 24-7. I would play so many video games, so many ridiculous hours on certain video games. But sort of right now, um, I've just, I feel like I've been on a different focus and not sort of in that focus anymore. Not saying that anytime soon that I'll get back into that focus because uh, a part of me, I used to like even like just upload random YouTube videos on YouTube, like just gaming videos. And I took a lot of inspiration from other creators. And I think, you know, that creating content is still sort of a part of me, but not sort of in that specific niche at this moment. But it is something that I still enjoy, obviously, but just not at this time. I like that a lot. That's a lot. It's very similar to what I would say for me. When I was younger, I definitely enjoyed um, 
helping anyone that I could in any uh, way, shape, or form. That's just kind of how my mom taught me, um, raised me. Uh, another one I think was always being physically active. I feel like that, not even playing a sport, just being physically active. I thought it was sports when I was younger, but not really anymore. Um, but what I wanted to say was how when we're, we're young, we, we foreshadow a lot of our life with our foundations and the, the systems that we you know, set up. Like, like Brett, what you just said, you, you enjoyed making content, playing video games, but now look at you, you're making content, but in a different way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, same thing with Miles, you know what I mean? Like, Miles, you played sports and growing up and stuff like that, but now you're getting into sports management. Similar, you're always, you know, going to be interacting with players, but you're not playing. Yet you also wrestle and do other, like, extracurricular activities that are, are physical. You know what I mean? So this is what I want to bring up, too, is, is the, the power of redefining yourself. So we have set up, we have just established the foundations that we set up, but we slowly redefined ourselves over time during our adolescent years. So when we reflect, say, for instance, to the audience out there listening, if you guys were to journal and really take a deep dive and recall all the things that you enjoy right now and, you know, how they translated over time, let's go all the way back to your childhood and what were the things you enjoyed then and how do they compare to how they are now? We see how we always have similar um, levels of interest they just kind of change over time. I think it's very interesting though to talk about that kind of stuff because it, it does a lot in your subconscious. So for me, like I veered off from being physically active for like two years um, and I like felt really, really down, sad, depressed, but it was my subconscious way of communicating to my mind, you're not doing something that you typically would enjoy, you need to do it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's almost like a, it's not a discipline. I'm not going to say the word discipline because it's, you know, it can be a scary word to some, but it's more so like uh, a stability factor. Like it will stabilize um, happiness and, and positive emotion. So when you take that away, when you take away a sense of, uh, or a source of happiness, obviously it's going to affect your subconscious. So now reflect real quick for me. If you guys were to, you know, Miles, say you broke your leg and you could never play a sport again when you were younger. How would that have made you feel? Same thing with you, Brett. If you couldn't ever play video games again, how would that have made you? Um, how would that have made you feel at that time? It would uh, definitely broke. It would definitely break my heart. I'd say at the time, you know, not being able to. You said ever again. Ever. Ever. Or yeah, away. definitely, definitely, definitely. I would definitely freak out because it's like you know, um. That's what I love to do. I'm not saying sports was my life growing up, but for some kids, it's like that's all they got. So when they can't do it anymore, it's like we talked about before, like your systems. Can you rely on your other systems? You know what I mean? But no, it, it would definitely it would make me feel very angry. It'd be sad. So um, luckily, that's never happened. But I kind of would. But. Still, all you right, know, asshole. it would make right, me... Listen, bro, it happened to me, all right? It happened to me with my concussions, <laughs> asshole. Soft, but like that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, no, yeah, so definitely, I think, it's funny you brought up the whole gym thing, because a year ago is when I, like, stopped going for a complete year, and I found that I was just, I felt terrible. Mental health was horrible, bad habits, all that stuff. But now that I've recently got back in it, starting in uh, September, 
Um, it's just been a, a constant part of my life that just brings me happiness every day because I know I'm doing something that um, is progressing me to be better, and I'm growing as I, you know, you know, get more physically active. And with the whole video game thing, um, back then I'd be like lost for words. I don't even know what I would probably do. But now I've pretty much cut video games off for a good amount, and I think that just comes with sort of substituting it with different. Um, like systems and habits pretty much so instead of playing video games i'll i probably do homework now or just um watch a movie with my family pretty much mm-hmm. but yeah that's that's for me that's before you one. go Gibby, i do want to uh, mention something to the audience real quick that's a quick analogy so like you know you look at these self-improvements almost like uh, i'm gonna say almost like a software update right you have an iphone even though, like, like Gibby's iPhone that's on iOS one for some odd reason, but um, there's just no need. There's just no need. So you, so you have, so you have an iPhone, right? And yeah. each update has more features, right? And it's more exciting when you get more features. Like, remember when we first got iPhones? Like the new software updates, we would get new emojis. We'd like get excited because like new emojis, right? Think of it huh. as like those being your new norms and new things that you like in life. You want that software update, but you got to go do it. You have to manually update yourself in order to get there. It's the same iPhone, just different features. That's kind of how you got to look at it, audience. But just wanted to mention that real quick. Hmm. Well, I heard they made like a like a cabbage emoji or something like that. Is that bro, true? What, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Where did that come from? Well, I don't know. You said new emojis, bro. So I was like, I'm actually about to okay. check now that you now that you mentioned. All right. it. Anyways, all right. Anyways, yeah, nah. I messed with what you said. But I want to, like, put this in, like, a grander scheme. So we kind of just examined a lot of our subconscious enjoyments when we were younger compared to now and how they translate. You know what I mean? This is about the subconscious. This is what this podcast is about. Just a reminder. Subconscious is the most important. We argue this. It's not statistically proven. There probably will be no concrete way of proving it. But you can make very strong arguments with factual um, part of that is just observation, individual observation. So you guys just observed what made you happy when you were younger, kind of set up foundations and how it translated to now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's very important that, you know, to in order to achieve self-understanding, you must reflect on your early childhood compared to now. Same thing, say, for an attachment. Um, we're looking currently at attachment um, factors in my child development class. You have secure, insecure, um, avoidant, and insecure attachment. So basically what it is is like how how much, um, to what levels you were attached to a parent when you were younger affects how your, your kind of sociability, um, how your sociability is now and how you're developing relationships with people. For an example, if you had a secure way of attachment with your parents if you didn't need to be with them 24-7, but you also had reasonable ways of missing them. It's not like you just were totally emotionally absent. You're on path to have the most likely outcome of having um, healthy relationships with people now. Something like that, you know what I mean? So it's good to sometimes observe who you used to be and how that is translated to who you currently are. I think through doing this, 
you achieve a much greater understanding of what your happiness is, who you are, your I mean what your identity is the same thing as who you are. More but more importantly, how you're gonna pave the way for your future because we you know, we're now adolescents older elder adolescents, young adults. We have had significant time pass since we were infants to reflect on our growth from that point. So now that we can internalize all of that, let's shift the focus now to where we are going in life. I feel like a lot of people are living aimlessly. They don't know what they're doing because they don't even know who they are yet. You know what I mean? So it's very important to, to have some level of, of self-understanding. Now, we hope you enjoyed today's listen to the new freestyle. Again, if you are new here, make sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell notifications. That way, you're always up to date on the Winners Club content. And you can also find our socials. The link will be down below in the description as well. Make sure to check those out. And now, we hope you all have a lovely day and a great week. And until next time.